What's going on, everybody? How's it going? Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Thanks for tuning in to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. We got a good one this time, folks. I'll tell you what. Uh, me and Gary talk about uh, eating healthy and nutrition in your life. We talk about accomplishing your goals one step at a time. Uh, we throw in a little bit of Christmas. We talk about our favorite Christmas movies. And to polish it off, we talk about 23andMe DNA ancestry testing. So. Once again, thanks for tuning in and hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome to the greatest podcast. Well, howdy. How's everybody doing? Howdy, partners. How's everybody doing? Episode number eight, casual conversation, baby. Number ocho. Number ocho. Number eight. Casual conversation. I've had a few people reach out to me this week and, and kind of, uh, I don't know, ex- express their um, criticisms slash, um, I don't know. I just told them good job, I guess. <laughs> that's not a criticism. That's a praise. No, no, they gave me some criticism, and they told me good job. They like what we're doing. Like one of my classmates, uh, Armani, shout well, out did Armani. They, <laughs> did they give us any tips? Yeah, they did. They said that like we have a good we have a good flow, but to kind of like when we get off on stories, kind of stay to the topic. So hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your I'm advice, down with that. Armani. I'm down with that. Anyways, dude, what did you get into this week? Uh, not much this week. Um, dude, actually, I did do something cool this week. At work this week, um, I played a game called pickleball. You ever heard pickleball? Of pickleball. You ever heard of pickleball? I've never heard of pickleballs, dude. No, that no, that's not what I meant. Pickleball is like a sport. It's a hybrid cross between, um, tennis. Ping pong and badminton, I would say. That's what I, that's what I would call it, because like you're you're on a court. It's probably you like tape it off on the ground. It it looks just like a tennis court. It's got the two lanes in the back, and then you know, you have a net and everything. And uh, it's like forty five feet long, probably, and twenty feet wide, maybe something like that. Okay. And you use these wooden paddles. They're probably Two times the size of a ping pong paddle, but okay. a lot smaller than a tennis racket. Okay. And the balls are wiffle balls. You know, like the wiffle ball we used to play with? Yeah. That's the ball you use. And the, the rules are basically just like tennis, except you can hit it out of the air. Well, yeah, that is just like tennis. So, like, you serve it. I serve it to the opposite side, and then you hit it back. And, like, there, there are these little lines that you can't cross that are, like, three feet back from the net. So you can't just run up to the net and start smacking it. You have to stay behind a certain okay. area. So I'm, that, that sounds like a neat game, but I am confused as to why they call it pickleballs. No, it's not pickleballs, Gary. It's pickleball. <laughs> oh, I thought you said pickleballs. Okay. No, you idiot. <laughs> no, I did. You, I did. No, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said pickleball. Anyways, I don't understand why they call it pickleball. I don't know. That's just what they call it. That's kind of misleading. I guess. I don't know. It sounds like a glorified ping pong slash uh, tennis <laughs> match. 
It's like a hybrid. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's what I just said. It's a hybrid between uh, tennis, ping pong, and badminton. It reminds me of ping pong, though. That's why I like it so much. I'm assuming since we have a pretty high skill level of ping pong and that you have an almost average level of tennis that you were decent and you you were beating everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, I was decent. I mean, I wasn't beating everybody. I wasn't winning every game. Like, I won a few games, but there were a couple games I got smoked. Smoked? Not a pickleball. You're not a pickleball pro. I'm talking smoked. But uh, it was super fun. Actually, I enjoyed it more than a tennis game, but not as much as a ping pong game, if that tells you anything. And I love tennis, too. I can can tell you why you don't enjoy tennis games. Why? Because you lose every time. No, I don't. (laughs) Who else do you play besides me? I played my sister-in-law a couple times. That was before we, me and you started playing a lot, though. So she's probably better than me now. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know how often she plays, but... Anyway, pickleball, pickleball. Pickleball, man. Well, So that kind of enthralled my... I, I went deep in a rabbit hole on it, like watching YouTube videos and techniques and all this kind of stuff, because I was like, dude, I got to be... It, it was really fun. You got to try it, for sure. Yeah, and it sounds like something I'd be interested in. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, not that you asked, but my week was pretty interesting <laughs> as well. Um, I had a lot of school. Like, it's it's finals week next week. Oh, no. So, like, we're doing, like, all of our final projects. We're doing, like, all of our final projects and uh, everything. Yeah. And so we had... Sounds like fun. Yeah, I actually had to take a competency exam. So we have this class in the nutrition department called Senior Seminar. And basically yeah. what this class is geared for, first of all, they it's a class that just helps you prepare yourself for the dietetic internship, which is... What the, internship are you doing? Are you doing an internship? Yes. I'm, I'm going to go into the dietetic internship slash graduation pro or graduate program at UCA. Oh, that's cool. Um. But we had to take a competency exam in the senior seminar class, and yeah, like you can you can make whatever grade on it, and that's how it'll f- affect you in the class. But if you want the teacher to sign off and say that you're competent enough to go into the internship slash graduate program, you have to make an eighty or higher. Ooh, and so. Like the test, it was 75 questions and it was just like the five or four or five different areas that we go over throughout like the whole nutrition course. Like you do a little oh, bit so of... it was cumulative? Yeah, it was like you did a little bit of medical nutrition, you had a little bit of community nutrition on there, you had food service, you had a little bit of research, uh, you had a little bit of like just the science behind it and the biology. Um, but the good thing is, I am competent. <laughs> I, I passed. You it. passed. Yes. Hooray! Yeah. Give a round of applause. <laughs> no, real though. Nice work. Yeah, dude. I'm I proud. was. You I made was me proud. Pretty, I'm proud son. pretty excited. I was pretty excited. Not gonna lie. Um, you should be. And we also had. So I, I know I've talked a little bit on the podcast about my experimental foods class. We had our final project. So, like, basically, what we've been doing, 
I've talked about the PUFA, the PUFA bread that we're making. It's a healthier bread, basically. Yeah. Um, so our, just to kind of give a brief overview of that, basically we took a, a pound cake recipe, and instead of using any shortening, we took all the shortening out and replaced it with ground flaxseed. Flax. And it's just a one-to-one ratio. You just replace the shortening in, in your recipe, and it's actually pretty good. We basically, I think like 40 to 45 people came in. We set up like in the, in the lab, which is just a, a big kitchen. We had our tables, and there were like maybe nine or ten different groups with different foods that they had either it wasn't necessarily to make it healthier but it was to utilize a a theory or a concept in food science and make something a little bit different off the beaten path i guess and so we had people come around and we had scorecards they did a sensory evaluation on our stuff and honestly we gave them a 1 to 5 scale on color texture um mouthfeel and overall, like, just quality. And we scored pretty consistently in the fives. I think we ended up being, like, it's like a 4.3 average. Dude, did you have... um Overall, that would be overall. So you had, like, a piece of your cake or whatever? Yeah, we, we, had, little, we had little plates, and yeah. we would just, like, cut off little squares you of should the have pound had, cake. You should have had a comparison test where you had, like, a regular cake, or, like, the same recipe except with shortening, and then one with the seed and see how they would have liked it compared well, see, to the other. That, would, that, that does sound like a good idea, but guess what? The syllabus did not require that. <laughs> <laughs> so you we got to go above and beyond. We just went with the, the data. We called it the poof of pound cake. It was a, hey, it was a hot commodity. We had, we had several of the teachers come up and say, hey, don't tell anybody this, but this one was our favorite. Oh, of course they did. They did. They dude. said that to every group. Dude, it was good. It really was. It was good. I'm not saying, yours, yours is probably really, I'm not saying it wasn't good, but the teachers were being nice. No, it, it, was, it was an you didn't, interesting... You didn't, you didn't get me a piece? It's fine, though. It's cool. I mean... It's cool, Kyle. I wanted one, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> no, dude, I, I'll make you a poof of pound cake sometime. It's that dude's really good. I love good. pound cakes. It's really good. And, like... You could definitely tell a difference. It almost, so like, it took away, because shortening, it kind of gives it a smoother texture. Yeah. And it takes away a little bit of the moistness. Of oh, it. no, so it was dry. Well, it, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even, nece- yeah, I wouldn't even necessarily say that it was dry. It, it it tasted a little bit different. Like the the shortening gives it maybe like a buttery, like a mm, almost yeah. a buttery, smooth texture. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the flaxseed gives it like a nutty What are you laughing at, dude? <laughs> it gives it like a nutty flavor and it does make it a little more fibrous but i mean that shows in the nutri- the nutrition facts like we're adding a little bit of fiber we're taking away some of the saturated fats adding in some of the healthier fats and increasing the fiber to a cake which cakes usually don't have much fiber yeah, that's true so they, i mean it's give and take and basically we were trying to make it a healthier cake without affecting the quality and i feel like we accomplished what we did uh, what we set out to do there you go so it was, it was a good time. I want to mention some of some of the other other uh, 
labs that cooked things. There was one lab that made a like mint chocolate chip ice cream. No, don't like it already. Dude, you would have liked it. It was no. so good, dude. It was wouldn't, so no, good. Wouldn't, wouldn't have liked it. And they had like you had I don't to like market chocolate chip anyway. Like part of the project was you had to market your stuff. So I had like a little flyer that explained everything, and I set it up at our table. We had coffee, you know, because it's coffee and bread. Well, they had like a Christmas theme and everything, and like you know, mint and chocolate chip. I don't know. It was like hot. Dude. I don't know. It was good. Uh, may, might be an unpopular unpopular opinion. Mint chocolate chip ice cream worst on the planet oh my gosh Terrible. you just offend you I offended I me i don't care that offends me if bro. i offend you or anyone it doesn't matter <laughs> worst ice cream ever <laughs> terrible and then uh the other notable one so the girl that i said that gave the criticism armani she's like really good at cooking like She's just, I don't know. She's just got the, she got the touch, and the she magic made touch. Yeah, she made these chips, man. Her and this other dude, Jordan. I've mentioned him on the podcast too. He's the guy that rides like 138 miles on a bicycle. Anyway, the bike. They made some balling chips, man. They were giving them out. Chips. With some, yeah, dude. And they and they did have a comparison because they just went and bought like some Tostitos. Did they bake them? Well, they yeah, they fried them. Like they had, oh, they like, fried a, them. Yeah, they what had they fry like, them in. Well, they just had like a pan and just filled it with some type of oil. I don't know what the type of the oil was, but and then they had what like what was this, their substitute? Didn't you have to substitute for some health? I honestly don't know, man. It was I probably just, the oil though. I just went they over probably there. Got, you know, I'm trying to think. They probably could have got some like, you know, low fat oil or something. Yeah, I, I have no so, idea, man. I have no idea, but it was really good. I kept going back for some chips and salsa. <laughs> I love chips, dude. But those those were the two two good ones. One that kind of like I didn't like at all. No offense to the people that made it. I just don't like like fruit snacks. Like I never liked fruit snacks growing up. You like, like fruit snacks, dude? I hate fruit snacks. I get I, out of here with I, that. Dude, I hate them, man. I hate Why? Them. I I don't know. It's like I guess it's like a texture thing. They just They're just chewy. In, they get stuck in my teeth and like ugh, I just don't like it. Okay. Anyways, these people they made like. Like there was like a beet fruit snack. <laughs> now and, that sounds pretty bad. And they were like, "Yeah, dude, it, it like the texture, like it made me want to vomit when it put it in my mouth. Not because it was bad, but like the it was just the texture, man. Just it was bad. Just go on and say it, dude. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but hey, throwing them under the bus. You win some, you lose some. That's right? true. No, since we're on we're on food, uh, I was actually talking. Me and my buddy Marcus, we went, we renewed our membership at the climbing gym this week, and like one of one of our favorite pastimes is to go climbing, and then like on our way back or you know in the gym or whatever, we'll just have some of the wildest conversations, or we'll go on on a rant. And so like y'all know that I'm a nutrition major, like that side, that area of health is kind of my expertise. I like to. I like to talk about things with people regarding the nutrition and health and how they relate. Well, Marcus is an exercise science major. And so like he's very interested in the kinesiology of the body and how the body moves and and honestly is into like more corrective fitness, so like, you know, helping people with back pain, things of that nature. And so we though like that's just two areas of health and so we we kind of get on rants sometimes and we were talking about like 
dieting or, or trying to make lifestyle changes. And I heard somebody say something one time, and, and I, I personally, so this is like anecdotal evidence, but I personally have, have tried this and found it to be very successful. So when we think of dieting or making a change to our diet, we think of just like restructuring everything. Like just tear it down, let's start from scratch. Um, I'm eating terrible, I need to turn it, turn it around, make a 180. And that can be easy to do for maybe a week or two. And that, that's, that's, pretty conser- or that's pretty conservative. Um, like most people don't make it past a week of trying to do something like that. Yeah. Whereas if we look at it as, instead of, like I said, restructuring and tearing down, instead maybe implementing things, like implementing small changes. And for example, like I said, a personal experience of mine, one thing that, that I started doing once I became more aware about my health is in the morning, I started eating a bowl of oatmeal with some type of fruit, whether it's banana, blueberries, sometimes I'll be feeling froggy and throw in some peaches or something. Yeah, I don't know about peaches. Yeah, um, and then I, I eat like some almonds and some walnuts, and, and I'll throw maybe some peanut butter in there, and and I eat that just about like that's every morning. That's one of the first things I do when I wake up is eat a bowl of oatmeal, and just doing that, like I'm adding so much variety. I'm adding so many vitamins, minerals, like fiber. Like I'm I'm adding good things and I'm putting them into my body, and that is just one change that I have made that I feel like has impacted my health in such a good way. So, and, and it's not going to be, I'm not saying, don't, don't be like, oh, I got to eat some oatmeal in the mornings now. No. <laughs> That's the key. Fi- figure out something, just a small implementation that you can make and just start there. Once you, once you get going and you, you get comfortable with that implementation, it becomes routine. It becomes part of your habit that you have created for yourself. Then think about maybe throwing in another implementation. And so instead of, like I said, taking a wrecking ball and just restructuring everything that you do, which is not sustainable, it's not going to work, just make these small little changes. And then over time, you'll notice that you're a completely different person than you were a month ago, two months ago, a year ago. So for the most part, if you're looking to change your, your pattern of behavior, it's better to make small change. It's more effective. People see, people see better results out of uh, attacking it that way. No, but talking about behavior change, like we can talk about how to do it all you want to, but in regards to health, there is a cultural imbalance of how we look at health. A lot of people, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, when I get this, when I get this, this in this position, or I get this amount of money, I can, you know, start to focus on, on my health more. They see it as more of like the icing on the cake, if you will, when your health is really the batter. It's the ingredients that you have to get started. Yeah. So like health is so foundational. You're going to be better at what you do, whether that's your job, whether that's being a husband, whether that's being a father. Like you're going to be better at what you do. You need to look at your health as an investment as opposed to when I get here, 
I can focus on being healthier. Yeah, because if you're not healthy, you never, you might never make it to your. I heard, I heard somebody say that one time, and I don't, I, I don't remember who. So sorry, I'm not giving credit, but we look at health as the icing on the cake instead of the batter and the ingredients. The batter, baby. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, because you say people go their whole lives and they're like, okay, well now I got a family and all this, all this and that. Um, I'm finally gonna start eating healthy. Well, you might, you might not have made it. You know, if you're eating, if you're really unhealthy you know you might not make it to that point in your life well yeah and and the thing is guaranteed like i'm wanting to equip myself to put my children in the best position because like i said it's so foundational and it looking at it from like how i grew up because you said not everybody starts out, you know, in this position. I eat pretty healthy nowadays, but I did not eat healthy growing up. And so it has been such a challenge for me to to gain the knowledge necessary to take care of myself and my diet. Whereas it's such a foundational thing, I shouldn't have had to spend all this time in my late teens, early 20s figuring this stuff out. So like what I'm saying is I want to put myself in a position to where I can help develop my future generations. I can help develop that foundation earlier to where they can worry about accomplishing other things, where they can worry about icing their cake however they please. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's true. Yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> so it's it's I know I'm I know I'm with the, I feel like the the theme of this podcast so far has been nutrition, but uh yeah, it's it's worth it, guys. It's it's very beneficial to to more aspects of your life than just your health. Like it just carries over in so many so many areas. Yeah. So there's my there's my motivation for you. Get healthy, y'all. Eat more <laughs> kale. <laughs> no, dude. I uh, <laughs> I was talking about that competency exam. I don't know why I just thought of this. Um, I gave a presentation in that class a week earlier. And uh, I took a clip of our podcast and used it, used it in the the presentation. And at the end of the podcast, I promoted it. I said, "Hey, go go check out Casual Conversation with Will and Gary <laughs> on get, iTunes, Google you Play, YouTube, a, and Spotify." You got to get a plug in there sometime. Yeah, dude, I'm, I've been telling everybody about it. Dude, yeah, dude. Speaking of that, um, we're gonna start. Um, we were going to today, but. We ran into some unexpected problems. We we're really gonna try and start uh taking videos of our podcast, putting them on YouTube. And also we're gonna try and do like, you know, little filler videos like we won't do them every week, but um we'll do like videos of us setting up the podcast room and you know, if we do something cool during the week we'll take a video of it and we'll throw it in, you know, show you guys little clips of what we're Yeah, let you beh- feel as a close. Little, a little behind the scenes action. As action-y, close you know as we I mean? can, yeah. Yeah. So Anyway, um, it's that time of the year, Gary. I know. Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas. I say Merry Christmas. What do you say? Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? Bro, I say just whatever. I say have a good day. I don't know. <laughs> no, do you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? I guess I say Merry Christmas. Like, I mean, I, don't, I, I would say Happy Holidays if somebody... I mean, I say Happy like, Holidays, okay, too. Honest, okay, I'll, actually, I'll say this. If... I'm saying it to somebody and initiating the the seasonal greeting. I'll say Merry Christmas, but if somebody like talks back to me 
or like or my bad, not talks back to me. If they initiate it and they say happy holidays, I usually say happy holidays back. Yeah. And that's not because like it's like I don't know, it's just like that's what they said, so that's what I'm gonna say back. Yeah. I don't know why it's such a big debate whether people say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. I say both of them. Yeah. I man, I just feel like the holidays like encompasses this whole time of year. Like even before even like, they, like Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, like too? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like really. Like it's just like happy holidays. Like I would say that at Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really say happy Thanksgiving. That sounds weird. Yeah. I mean I say happy Thanksgiving too, but like I Yeah, I, I mean know. you can say that. It just kinda sounds strange. I think yeah, I think it is to go on what you were kind of getting at. I think it is kind of silly that people get so worked up over that. Yeah. It's not <laughs> it's not really that big it's of a words. deal. It's words. It's words. Um no, so like I have this issue, and this happens every year, and it's like it's totally self-inflicted. So not complaining, not an excuse, but I put off Christmas shopping so bad. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I do too. I usually order a bunch of presents on Amazon, but uh, I've waited too long now. It's the sixth, so I, even if you have Amazon Prime, some stuff won't come in in time. Cause think of how swamped like all the delivery drivers are. There's so oh, yeah. many packages coming in. My dad's a UPS man. He's as they would say, swamped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess I still got time to get on there and order some presents, but I'll probably just go to the store and get them this year. No, they I don't actually know what I'm did. Get, though. They actually did something pretty cool this year, though. Like my dad, normally he has to drive to Conway throughout the year to go out of his hub, like at the UPS hub. He goes to his truck and everything. Well, during the holidays this year, like they, I mean, they obviously expect to be a lot busier during that time. It's just going to happen. And he, d- he only has to drive to Damascus. They have like a little spot where they have all his packages sent out to Damascus. So he doesn't have to leave the house as early and he doesn't have to drive as far to get all of his stuff. Oh, that's solid. That's what I'm saying. I dig that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what UPS is thinking, but I, I would think that like it would be efficient to have little hubs like that. Yeah, to like where, a little substation. Yeah, a little substation. You got, you got the where, main power station, and then you got little substations up to yeah. the side. That's it would help idea. employee satisfaction. I honestly feel like, I mean, once you got the startup cost for the hubs, I feel like it'd be more efficient because you're saving gas on your, your trucks, like your, yeah. your delivery truck. And then like, when somebody, uh, well, I, I mean, say, I don't know. I'm yeah, just spitballing. I yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like, I'm just looking out for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think. Like, when people would would order stuff or like send it to UPS, they don't want it to go to the wrong place. So that would, you know, might confuse people. Like, like distributors sending products to UPS. If yeah. they had, if they had 15 different addresses to send to. You know, it or packages could get mixed up a lot more. Yeah. But since there's only one direct hub, you know, like in central Arkansas or in Conway, then they know that that's where they send it. So I guess they might do that so packages don't get mixed up as bad. Yeah. I don't know. No, living, well, growing up and my dad being who he is, my dad, and living with Paxton for a little bit and him being a maverick, uh, trucking logistics dude like I have gained so much respect for the logistics and shipping of products 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like it is insane all of the the thought and work that goes into it. Yeah, man. That we just take for for granted like America is ran by the trucking industry. The truck drivers, baby. I saw a thing on the news that said uh, um, trucking companies were looking for employees now more than ever because the demand for you know package and freight is going is so high now because you got so many different websites you can order stuff off of and everything like that. And uh, for some reason, people aren't driving trucks as much anymore. I don't know why. I guess the I don't know what the average pay rate of it is it said that they were you know all across the country trucking companies were increasing their salaries and stuff to try and entice younger people to you know start driving trucks yeah i I think there's a age restriction too that you had i think you have to be 21 years old to drive a truck really to drive 18 wheeler yeah commercially for like a company like that i wonder why i don't know i think i don't quote me on that for sure no, something I've heard that though. Something that I've talked pretty extensively with Paxton. Paxton's my uh was our roommate, by the way, for those of y'all that don't know or haven't heard us talk about him. Paxton said or we we've talked about like the lack of sleep that truck drivers like that's a stigma with truck drivers is they they go so long, they work so in these crazy hours at yeah. crazy times. And that they go for just like almost days without sleeping, and uh, Paxton said that they've they've gotten pretty good restrictions and like they've gotten technology now in certain companies where like trucks will shut off if you go over the time. Well, they should. Yeah, dude. I think they should too. No, the you know that Matthew Walker guy. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm not going to do his his research justice, but uh, there's this dude named Dr. Matthew Walker. He is a a sleep specialist. He's like one of the leading sleep specialists. Um, And he's basically shown with with rigorous trials and studies that driving sleep-deprived is more dangerous than driving at the legal level for being intoxicated with alcohol. Yeah, I heard that. And that's not to say, I also saw a thing that said there's more crashes due to alcohol, but more fatal crashes due to sleep deprivation. Yes. And so, I, yeah, we're not obviously not condoning drinking and driving, but that's a wild stat that, you know, it's actually more fatal. I heard, it might have been on a podcast I heard that, it's more fatal when you're sleep deprived because when, you're, when your eyes are closed, and you're drifting off the road, you, when you wake up, you literally have no sense of where you are at all. Like, and I guess if you're, when you're intoxicated, you know, you're at least, like, I would assume most, you know, DUIs and stuff isn't where the person actually passes out at the wheel. It's where they're just not paying attention, right? Yeah. But when you're, when you're asleep, you're not paying attention to anything because your eyes are closed. Like, you're not even aware of any surroundings. So, they say it's more fatal because you don't, like, you don't hit the brakes when you're fixing to hit something because you don't see it or you don't see the other cars or anything like that. So yeah, well, what I was kind of getting at with bringing all of this up is that with truck drivers and the lack of sleep. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna throw out some statistics here. I've been reading statistics. I've been reading some books. So sixty percent. This is a crazy stat. Listen to this. Let me hear it. Sixty percent 
of truck drivers are overweight, okay? 30, okay. 30% of truck drivers are obese, are, are clinically obese. Okay. So when you are overweight, obviously you have a risk for cardiovascular disease of many types, but you also are at a higher risk to suffer from uh, a condition known as sleep apnea. Now, sleep apnea is like when your uh, when your air passageway gets blocked during sleep due to I mean I honestly don't know what it's due to, but I know that it's it it messes with your sleep and you are, you are very very prone to be sleep deprived and it can also honestly cause and goes hand in hand with insomnia. So, with that being said, our truck drivers are at one of the greatest risks for having sleep apnea. On top of having the incentive to stay up, drive longer to get to make more money and to re, uh, neglect their sleep, so on top of that, they are also at risk for having like ins- being insomniacs due to sleep apnea. Now, when a big truck crashes, on average, it takes four to six lives. That's crazy. So. That's a wild stat. In, say, in saying all that, in saying all that, we have some of the some of the most fatal machines out there on the road with people behind the wheel that are ve- like very statistically, like I said, this is general and very very playing them off statistics. But we have the most dangerous people behind those wheel or behind that behind those wheels. Yeah, add add on to that. Not even big trucks that um, sleep deprivation crashes are more fatal than any other kind of vehicle crash. Yeah. And add it to the big truck and add it to the driver. So so it just keeps adding on top of each other. It is. It's an issue. It's an issue that, like, I'm glad that people have taken more note of. Like I said, me and Paxson, we've talked about it. And Maverick, which is the trucking company that he works for, is very, very strict on when you hit your hours, you shut her down, you find somewhere to to go and, and stay for the night. Yeah. Which I think, Those is, trucks I have think some, is good. Yeah. And the trucks nowadays have some sweet sleeping cabins on them. <laughs> yeah. My uncle actually has drove trucks for a long time. And dude, he has the coolest truck you'll ever see. It's like a, I think it's an old one. It's like a 1960 or 70s model, Peterbilt. But it's like, the the roof is real low. I'd I'd have to show you a picture of it. It just looks like the vintage, mean looking semi truck. It's like the coolest truck. It's yellow. It's got a big hood ornament on it. It's like a big angel. The smokestacks are huge, chrome. Dude, it's the, the coolest truck I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Will's a Will's Dude. a big into into the auto mechanics. No, not really. But he likes them though. Yeah, Don't like lie. Them. You're you're a hobbyist. Yeah. But dude, that truck is awesome, and he's got like a super comfy bed in it, and like a TV. Dude, it's awesome. Uh, that's wow. <laughs> that's next level, dude. It was next level. Go on YouTube and just look up some like 2018 model semi trucks with a sleeper no, on dude, it. It's you, like a it's like a one bedroom apartment in the truck. You remember Pimp My Ride with Ice Cube? Was it Ice Cube? No, it was uh ah uh, not Ice Cube. What's his name? Uh, I know. Um, exhibit. Exhibit. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay, so I used to watch that. I'm not really into cars. Oh, yeah, cars, I used to watch that all the time. I'm not really into cars, but I genuinely enjoyed watching Exhibit Pimp My Ride. <laughs> and so I, I tell you that because like they had versions of that where that were like specifically for big trucks. I can't remember like what they what the name of the show was, but it was like a Pimp My Ride for big trucks. It was like on a CMT because it was like... <laughs> No offense, it was just a bunch of rednecks with their trucks, and they would. I remember that. And they dude, it was truck. entertaining. It was entertaining to yeah. say the least. Dude, pimp my ride. That was the worst. Dude, they made those cars so dumb. They dude, were like, they were like, we heard this guy really likes chicken nuggets, so we put a chicken nugget dispenser in his trunk. Three different kinds of sauces. <laughs> <laughs> they would do, <laughs> dude. They would like, they would like find stuff that they liked. And they would like put it in the car. So like this guy really loves video games. So we put three PlayStation twos in his backseat. <laughs> PlayStation twos. Got those PS twos running and bumping in the back. <laughs> that was a great show. No, dude. Um those were the days watching watching MTV. Yeah. Those were the days. Speaking of watching stuff, dude, I watched my all time. 100% non-negotiable, undisputed favorite Christmas movie. I already know what it is. It's mine too. Dude, that's my favorite movie ever. Go ahead and tell me. It's The Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's the it, best. It has. The animated, the old cartoon one is fine. I uh, haven't seen the new one. They actually have a new one. Yeah, with, and, and with honestly, Benedict Cumberbatch. If, if it was anybody else besides Benedict Cumberbatch, like I really do like him. But he, they're ne- they can't make like a real life, like real person, non animated Grinch movie for hundreds of years. No, no, they can never make another. Dude, one. Dude, I'm telling because you, that's the, that's the greatest. That's one. That's such a good acting performance, dude. It's he so good. Kills it. Oh my gosh, he kills it, dude. That that's for sure my favorite movie. Second number two, I'd say. Solve uh, world hunger? Tell no, no one. one. <laughs> <laughs> so many good things to that, dude. Jazzercise. <laughs> A jury duty, jury duty, blackmail. Take your notice. <laughs> I really don't like them. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, Number man. two, um, I don't know. Might be Christmas Vacation. Y'all do probably yeah, the lampoons. The lampoons Christmas vacation is yeah is a good one. Other than that, me and my me and my uh, mom and Russell and Reed we watch that just about every year. That's their big one. Mom mom says the Jim Carrey Grinch creeps her out. I'm like mom. He's funny though. He is. He's so hilarious. He's like, he doesn't look that creepy. He creeped me out when I was a little kid, but. I can't I don't even know when that movie came out. I think it was like two thousand. I don't know. Might I remember that. I just remember it being an insta classic. Dude, I love it. I watch it every year multiple times. I could watch it any time of the year, but on Christmas for sure, I always watch it a couple times. Oh yeah. I love it. No, dude, I am gonna like totally change the subject real quick. Um, you remember how we were talking about uh, different protein sources uh, a few podcasts ago, like people eating horses and other oh yeah, yeah. And other countries and things of that nature. Yeah. 
Dude, I heard something very interesting about America's history with protein. And and the the animal that I'm fixing to tell you that we ate, we also used them for furs. That was a big it was a big fur trade animal yeah. as well, but the meat apparently is ballin'. Like it's good. What is it? Beaver. <laughs> I swear, dude. Leave it no, to Beaver. No, dude. dude. Listen to this. This is going to blow your freaking mind. Okay, so before 1840, 1840 was the mark of the collapse of the Beaver trade. <laughs> and so, dude, before that, though, the Beaver trade made America's first millionaires. The Beaver pelt trade. Yes. M- meat and pelt. Yes. <laughs> I swear, it made, it made America's first millionaires and apparently i don't believe that dude look it up i didn't what website did you get that off of i honestly don't know is it a dot org web- i don't i don't know the website but you just, just look it up if you don't believe me which mo- the majority of people that i have told this has hasn't believed or believed me look it up just because the, the-, the beaver trade made america's first millionaires you heard it here first from gary okay that, what website did you see that on? I don't Just know. I, I genuinely don't know. I'm not going to Random Joe Blow website on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Well, I, okay. I, I know who, I know from what source, like the person that said it, but I don't know like what website he got it from. Well, who was it? Steve Ranella. Who's that? Steve Ranella is a, he has his own, um, he has his own TV show. It's called The Meat Eater. He's like a, He's a big game hunter and conservationist oh. from Michigan, I do believe. Uh, anyways, he's very, very knowledgeable in history, and I, w- I just heard him talking on a podcast this, uh, this week, and they were talking about eating beaver, and it just reminded me of us talking about like eating different proteins and things of that nature. And he went on to talk about like how beaver... The beaver trade was like absolutely huge. Like they, he even talks about how like when, when we were talking about, uh, you know, buying the Louisiana Purchase, like we were justifying buying that and then paying it off through the beaver trade. <laughs> I swear, dude, dude, look into it. If you're interested enough to look into it, look into it. Leave it to beaver. It just, it just blew my mind. That is pretty wild, though. We need to eat some beaver. Definitely not. You wouldn't eat beaver with me? I mean, I'd give it a try. Hey, somebody hit me up. If you got my number, if you follow me on Instagram, hit me up, and, and we will get down and eat some beaver sometime. <laughs> I'm all some about fresh it. fresh beaver, dude. <laughs> I wonder if it's tender. There's good, apparently there's good fat in their tail, too. Beaver fat in the, beaver ta- tail. In the tail. Do do they take the beaver teeth and like use it as a prize, like a shark tooth? I, I, a big dude, front beaver teeth. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. Oh, I know I it's like a super lean meat, and that's why they use the the fat in the beaver tail, huh. just to add a little bit of fat to the meat. I don't know anything about beavers other than they can chop a mean log. <laughs> yeah, dude, there were some beaver. We used to have this pond by my house that I would go fishing down in, and we had some beavers down there. Some mean son of guns right there. 
Some beaver. You didn't mess with the beavers, dude. No, dude. They they like ate all the fish, and so oh, they got to eat. We had to go in. I, well, yeah, I know, but so do. Well, I guess we can eat other ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. That's the only food no, we had was the fish in that pond. But like it, it was like them all. dude. It was killing. It was killing all the life, and like like the plants like took over and everything because there were no fish to like munch, and then like it was just it was bad. So we had to go and do a little population control. No, I should have got some beaver meat. If I, I was, can't believe you if, killed all the beavers. I didn't kill the beavers. I didn't kill the beavers. My stepdad killed the beavers. <laughs> and and the dude that lives next even, to us. You didn't even leave two beavers? Because it, like it actually wasn't. The pond is not on our land. It was on this dude that lives next to us land. Uh, his land. And Russell just helped him take care of the situation. Couldn't even left two beavers. Just let them replenish. Bro, they, they were. Okay. Think about this. <clears throat> they you just they, exterminated them. That's called a genocide. No, they the literally beaver genocide. <laughs> they were literally <laughs> knocking out the fish population. They were throwing everything off balance. So you threw it off they, balance. What even was going to happen? Killing every beaver. What was going to happen is they were going to they were going to eat, eat all our fish and then leave, <laughs> and then we'd just be left with a bunch of algae and water, no fish. So yeah, that's true. They they probably were gonna leave once they ate all the fish. Yep. What a sad time. I'm, I'd hey, hate to be. I a beaver. think back to that time now, and I'm just like, man, I wish I would have got some beaver meat. You never thought about eating one then. Well, I know, but now I, but now knowing what I know now, I wish I would have gotten some <laughs> beaver meat. Beaver meat. You slab of that fat from that tail. <laughs> all we. Eat is mutton. We want some beaver meat. <laughs> oh man, some beaver meat. No, I've got one more, one more little topic to talk about. I, I haven't personally done this, but I've heard some of my coworkers and some of my classmates talk about this. And I was wondering if you have participated in this um, service. Have you ever? Looked into DNA testing, DNA testing, like the no. twenty three and Me. Thing. No, I can't take it seriously. You what? Wait, that's not well, the answer I expected. <laughs> you can't take it seriously. What, dude? Have you ever? Seen... <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that South Park episode making fun of it. I probably have. I've dude. I've watched a lot of South Park. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about the episode. Yeah, don't dude, spoil it. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, but. I, I can't take it seriously after watching that just because they made fun of it so much. I mean, it's a it's a cool idea. It really is. But uh, I've also heard uh, other people talk about it on you know different shows and podcasts, and I've read some articles and stuff on it. And um, you know, it it's fairly accurate. Like, you know, it'll it'll tell you a good a good amount of information that that you want to hear, like, you know, where your ancestors are from and stuff. Yeah, dude, they'll send but, back, like, food preferences and, like, all kinds of yeah, things but, that your ancestors have. But, like, there's there's really no way that they get all of that 100% correct. You know what I mean? Like, they say, what what's the percentage on it? Like, 99% of it is accurate. Dude, there's no way. But, I mean, that's your genetic makeup. Yeah, I know, but there's got to be, there's no way that they can trace back all of your ancestors you know what i mean like there's got to be some from other places that they can't get so like i know and also i'll say this about it um i i agree it's fairly it's 
not fairly accurate. It's very accurate in, you know, t- saying where you came from and all this. But all these people that are like, that start walking around because they're point zero seven five percent some ethnicity or from somewhere, they start walking around acting like that that's where they came from, which is annoying to me. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just people being tools. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it's like, it's just a, it's, it's a tool for people to be tools. Yeah. So it gets on my nerves. I mean, it's one thing if you're like, if you're like part like of, of a Native American tribe that, yeah, you're, I mean, that you're proud of, of, uh, yeah, I'm but not like, saying, if you're like point two Nigerian and like you're as pale as toothpaste, <laughs> like don't be walking around like y'all, dude. I'm an, I'm African. I'm African. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. And I, I'm not I'm not you know discriminating against anybody. If if you're proud, I mean, you should be proud. be proud. You should be proud of your ancestors and stuff. Haters are gonna hate, and we're hating on whatever and I, you're and doing. And I'm a, I'm a hater right now. But I'm just saying, if you're less. I would say if you're less than, I don't know what's a good percentage, 10% of s- somewhere that it tells you, then, you know, okay, that's cool, but that's not where you're from. No, man, I'm not going to throw a number out on it. If, if you're acting like a tool, I'll just be like, quit being a tool. Yeah. <laughs> we know, we know, we get it. You're 0.071% Italian, so quit making pizzas no, all dude, the time. So, it, like you were talking about how it does tell you, like, what percentage, and it, it leaves stuff out, because with the way genetics work, you can kind of think of it like it trickling down, and yeah. some of them getting lost through time. So, like, it, it there are, imp- like, as an, it's a pie chart that it gives you of the percentage of what you are, but there's yeah. an empty, there's an empty slot of however many percentile points, from what I've heard, anyways. Yeah. And it's just because they... Like you said, it's it's very accurate, but with genetics, like we can't tell everything. Yeah. So I just think it. I think it's just more of the intrigue behind knowing a little bit more about your your ancestry. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's a it's a cool idea. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not saying don't do it, but if you asked me, I'll I, I wouldn't buy it and do it, just because I'm honestly. I mean, it sounds not sound bad, but I'm really not that interested. In yeah, I see. I'm pretty interested, and I would do it, but I I don't know, man. Like, okay, this is gonna sound. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, he he's like thinks that the government's gonna collapse and everything after I say this, but no, <laughs> I, I like your genetics are are like the most detailed barcode ever, and like it tell it's like your unique signature, and with the way technology is. I don't want to give people my barcode if I don't yeah, have dude. to. Like that, I know that, yeah, they, they can get hair samples and what, like whatever. I'm probably got some saliva or whatever out there yeah. that they could, they could use or what. But the thing is, I'm not going to willingly give them my barcode. Yeah. I, I am interested. I would do it, but I don't like it's my genetic information. Like I'd, I don't want them to have it. Yeah. I, it's just my own personal choice. And, you know, back in the very back of my brain, it, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to do it for sure. But I know as soon as it came back, it would be, I don't even know what it says. Uh, it just, it'd be like European and then, because that's where I came from. But how do you we know? We sailed over here because I just know that's what it is. How be. do you know? Just I because. I think you should it, get it done. Definitely not. You should. Yeah. 
I want to see. I want to see what you are. I don't. <laughs> I'm interested. You're interested. Huh? Give them your barcode so I don't have to give them mine. If you're in, okay, if you're so interested, <laughs> you want to pay for it. How much does it cost? Negatory. I'm not paying for it. Okay, well I'm we're not, not doing it then. <laughs> Cancel it. We're not doing it. No, so I'm not paying. The I might do, I, if it was free. Still probably wouldn't, but I'd think about it. <laughs> but if you got to pay, no, I'm not doing it. Oh, dude. Like, you know what I'm talking about, though. Like, with the way technology's moving, you were texting in the group message this week about how you think AI is going to take over the world. It is, dude. Dude. Okay, all the listeners, go listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. If, if, you've, not, if you've never heard of him, he's a stand-up comedian, does a, has a really popular podcast. Also commentates for the UFC. Yeah. Go listen to his podcast with, let me look it up real fast, find the guy's name. Um, Dr. Ben Goertzel, G-O-E-R-T-Z-E-L. And it will blow your mind what they're doing with artificial intelligence and how all the scientists, all the artificial intelligence scientists don't look at it in the same way as a, as a average Joe does. Like, Joe Rogan was asking him, he's like, so what about if the robots, you know, have a change of mind and they, they have different values than we do and they don't, you know, accept us. And he's like, well, you just have to teach the robots when they're, when they're learning the values of the, um, of the human society. And they're like, but he, he just kept like redirecting the question. It, it was, it was kind of freaking me out just the way he was thinking, like the robots are good once they realize, bro. Yeah, so Once if you want to jump on Will's paranoia wagon, go listen to that <laughs> that podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> e.T. Was, was texting us this week. He's like, bro, y'all got to listen to this podcast. It, it's taking, they're going to take over the world, man. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody thinks we're crazy. but <laughs> he's, got, he's got a hole that he started out in his backyard. He's building a shelter for when it finally happens. Bro, the shelter's not going to matter. <laughs> they're going to have like heat-seeking you know, vision and radars where they can find you anywhere <laughs> through any surface like i said jump on the wagon everybody <laughs> paranoia central okay last thing i'll say about it is he was talking about this one thing it's called singularity and it is where technology and artificial intelligence is so advanced that he he's in this example he was like it would singularity is described as when uh technology and you know advancements and discoveries are moving so fast it would be like getting 10 Nobel Prize winning discoveries in like one hour. Wow. So it would be, you know, once the tech, because the tech, artificial intelligence just keeps growing and growing and growing and learning and learning from each other and everything that it, it interacts with. So if you think about it, once it reaches a certain level and it just keeps going and going and going, it's like an endless possibility of what it can do. Yep. I don't know, man. Don't, it's anyway, way over my head. It's it, it's way over my head too. It's way over everybody's head. That's why it's so weird. <laughs> there we go, talking about <laughs> robots taking over the world again. Oh well, oh, okay. I'm done talking about robots. Anyway, that's that's all that's all I've got, man. We've we've been rolling for quite a while now. Yeah, that's all we got, baby. Anyway, <laughs> the um, the main point that I kind of want to bring back up that I, I just want to ring home with everybody is that. Your health is not the icing on the cake. It's the batter. 
Pay attention to the foundation. Give, give it what it needs. Nourish your foundation, and you will be better at doing other things. You'll be better and more appreciative of the nuances in your life. I agree with that. And my last word would be don't jump into things knowing that it's going to be hard for you to succeed. So don't, if you're starting a diet, you don't have to go all out first day. Just slowly, slowly but surely, keep implementing things and eventually you will reach your goal. You can jump in. Some people can. Some people can jump in, you know, cold turkey head first, right out of the gate, and it works for them. Most of us can't. So be consistent and just keep doing it. And eventually you'll reach the goal. That's basically the same thing. Be consistent and keep doing it. (laughs) That's the quote of the day. Be consistent and keep doing it. Uh, anyway, anyways, you can find it. me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six G A R Y T H E G R E A T nine six, and you can find me on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y. You see what Gary did there? Before I could even say anything, he jumped in because he wanted to go first. <laughs> Stole it last time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you can find me at Will underscore Pennington zero zero on Instagram and uh, on Twitter as the Scavenger twenty three. Also, 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 before we go, uh, we did create a podcast Instagram. So if you guys want to follow us on that, that's where I'm going to be posting the majority of our updates and stuff. So. Whenever a new episode comes out, we'll post it on there. Um, whenever we, you know, have a YouTube video going up or anything like that, I'll put it on there. So let me find it real fast. And of course, like I'm gonna—I mean, I don't know about yeah, Will. And- I'm still gonna be posting all of the updates that I have to share with y'all on my Instagram because um, I'm active, bro. Yeah, and I'm active as well. Um, I just didn't want us—I didn't want like your Instagram to get too oversaturated with only podcast stuff. Yeah. I so feel I, that. I, so feel I that. wanted it to be a, um, I wanted us to have our own account so that we could oversaturate it with podcast stuff because that's what it is. It's all for podcasts. Yeah, definitely. So it is, um, at casual conversation podcast. That's all lowercase baby. And the name of the account is just, casual conversation podcast as well we got the same logo as the um as the itunes picture and the google play picture and everything yeah, like that same so, cover art same cover art which i, I want to talk a little bit about the cover art we have got somebody that is working uh very diligently on producing a new cover art for us. Oh, yeah. She sent us a beta version of it. And it's awesome. And it looks tight. It's cool, dude. Once we get once we get all the kinks worked out and get it get it exactly how we want it. We're gonna get everything uh, switched over like our iTunes, Google Play cover arts, um, and it'll have our our uh, graphic design. You yeah, know. dude, and it's gonna be sick. It looks really awesome. Yeah. I think you guys are gonna We're really super dig it. Excited! It's about definitely it. gonna take us to the next level, to the sure. upper echelon. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, anyway, that's really all we got. Once again, thanks for stopping by, tuning in. Go check us out on YouTube. 
Uh, we'll be posting YouTube videos on there once we get that going. And also follow us on our new Instagram. That's at Casual Conversation Podcast. Follow us for all updates related to podcast material. So with that, Gary out. Later. Later.